Zika Culture Podcast is back with another episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is episode 9 and I am your host Tino and I'm glad to be here guys. I'm glad to be here once again to deliver some great, fantastic podcasting courtesy of me as always. Uh, but first, I want to address a few things right off the bat. Um, now, today I record this podcast on the 1st of August 2020. Now, last week I didn't manage to post anything because uh, I'm trying something new. And when we were trying that new thing, it didn't really work the way we wanted to. And unfortunately, we missed our window to load um, the, the, the episode. And what new thing am I talking about? Well, you might have heard it from uh, the previous episode we did where Kuzi and I tried to uh, do a show with him in Marondera and me being in Motare, which is uh, two cities apart, trying to see if we can uh, do a show together via um, an app which can record um, voice calls, you know, as a way to try and, you know, conduct a show together in different locations. But unfortunately, that did not work. I mean, the apps are trying to use, they're just not good enough. And uh, trying to use other bigger apps like uh, Zoom, where you can do conferencing and stuff like that. Unfortunately, here in Zimbabwe-ish, things are tightening. The cost of data here is just so expensive. And so as a result, that's not an option. In fact, the data price has just increased recently, which is making it even more difficult to actually be online. So we have to conserve as much of that data as we can. So unfortunately, that's another option we cannot explore. So we're continuously trying and see what works. And definitely, I know we'll find something. If not, uh, we have to travel. (laughs) But I'm sure we'll find a way. I'm sure we'll make a way. And I still enjoy doing these solo ones as well. I mean, I've been getting a lot of great reviews from uh, what they've heard so far on these um, solo versions that I'm doing. And so I'll just continue to do these until we find a solution and we have Kudzi on the show as well as other potential guests we can have as well. I'm great friends with guys from Zim Talk. I'm great friends with just the random people who I know. They're not exactly car people, but they can provide some much needed insight and some interesting insight as well in the various topics we will be discussing but anyways that's enough of me blabbering that's enough of me making excuses <laughs> let's move on to the show let's get the show started rather let's get it on the show let's get it on the road let's get it moving and so today i decided to theme the episode yes uh, it's, it's a new thing i'm trying to go with it <laughs> the new theme that i'm trying is 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 Camouflage, that is the theme that I'm, I'm going for in this particular episode. Now, what do I mean by camouflage? Well, by that, I'm simply talking about uh, the camouflage that manufacturers put on their pre-production cars. Those cars that have not yet been released, that they're working on, that are that they are developing. And so I'll be going in a bit more detail on this phenomenon of of camouflage, particularly on why it is used as well as um, the interesting cars that have been spotted this week with with that camouflage. 
by this week i mean the last week of july 2020 since i'm recording this on the first of august whereas my zimbo friends like to say august <laughs> i'm gonna get in trouble for that one but <laughs> who cares anyways let's 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 get it started so what is camouflage well camouflage is pretty much um the elements that are added to a pre-production car in order to hide some of the specific features of the car so you're talking about um things like the lines seem like distinctive features or things that they don't want the public to see just yet or the competitors rather and so yeah it's mainly a car that's still in development and so what you gotta know is auto manufacturers around the world have their own testing grounds places they go where they can actually have where they actually have their own um, personal racetrack they also have different places where they can test uh, various uh, features of the car so maybe a bumpy area of of the proving grounds they can use that to test their suspension components they can have a skid pad a lot of them have skid pads where they can also test their stability control features among other things however those proving grounds can only do so much in order to test the car's abilities and so that's why manufacturers actually have to go out in the real world with these cars in order to test the various features of it whether it's the new car or it's a facelift or it's just a mule that's um being used to develop other features that will be found later on in other cars they still have to conduct rewards reward testing and the reason why they do that is because there's some elements of the reward that just cannot be duplicated on a private proving ground things like how a car behaves during stop and go traffic you know stuff like that how it interacts with pedestrians and with other cars and vehicles on the road all that cannot be duplicated on the on those proving grounds and so that's why they have to go out and that's why you find them out and about but but, but not in zimbabwe you know <laughs> no you won't find them here you'll mainly find them in america europe countries that actually have factories where they're actually developing these cars so that's where you mostly find them roaming about and for us here in africa we just get to see them um, online in terms of videos or just articles online by various um auto journalists and and auto magazines so we move on why do they put camouflage on the cars well like i said before uh, briefly number one you're trying to um prevent leakage of of, of of things you're working on if you have something that you that you're creating you, you don't really want it to leak i mean it's the same um, um, school of thought as when you're writing a story or you're writing a song or making a movie. You know, you, you can't just uh, have people wondering about seeing what you're doing before you even released it because that affects, you know, the hype of it when it eventually comes out. And in the auto industry, which is highly competitive, you really don't want to know what... You really don't want to... <laughs> To, to let your uh, competitors know what you're up to so you don't really want to expose yourself in that way because it is highly competitive so you don't you don't you don't want um 
other competitors knowing what you're doing you don't want the press to know what you're doing because they can also very much leak that information you also don't want to know what your own consumers or onlookers uh you don't want onlookers also to see what you're up to because that has a devastating effect and by that i mean for example if if onlookers are looking uh discover that um uh, i'll use a zimbabwean example because uh, that's the only way you can follow <laughs> for all my zimbabwean um, listeners here's an example for you let's look at the honda fits <laughs> i love using this example because it's, it's everyone knows what it is it's the people's car you look at the honda fits now whether you know this or not the wonder fits that we see on our roads are mainly the first generation and the second generation and we also have the facelift of the first generation but mainly we're talking about first generation and second generation on the fit right so let's say um honda is uh creating the the next generation of the honda fit right now they're in the fifth um, generation but for the sake of this example let's say they're developing on the the on the third um, model right and it's coming out uh, end of year right would you rather buy the second generation or the first generation now or wait to buy the newer generation which will be coming end of year keep in mind as well that pricing won't really be a factor here because pricing yes it will be more expensive for the newer one but it would make sense to buy one as well because while well, the the difference between the new and the older one won't really be that much if you're that type of consumer if you're that type of consumer so and a lot of people would think that especially in in developed countries where they've got a lot of options to choose from a lot so keep that in mind and so obviously if the new model leaks right if if that new honda fit is seen with with uh, with all new features it's seen roaming about and you can actually tell what sort of features that it will come with would you rather buy the current model now or wait for the for the newer one coming out later in the year you see now you see why it's important to have camouflage because it's better it, it, it will affect sales as a result of the of the current model so it means that sales of the current on the fit is affected and you don't want that as a manufacturer because you still need people buying those cars as well to keep you to, to keep you sustained and so that's the that's one of the biggest reasons as well and you also don't want your competitors like what i was saying you don't want your competitors to really know what you're on about because yeah they could steal your ideas or do something with it and and you come out with a new model and it won't really be wow you know people will just be like ah it's not it's not there it's not there so that's that those are the reasons as to why people uh would or manufacturers rather would put a camouflage on their cars now it's important to note as well the types of camouflage now, i'm not talking necessarily about the designs because mainly the whole idea of the designs is to throw off uh the person who's seeing it in terms of what the actual car looks like in terms of uh, actual design elements like lines or creases or anything like that though they say that high-end cameras can really pick up on this easily it's 
it becomes a mixed bag. But I'm mostly talking about how the camouflage is actually applied, like in terms of the full body or partial panels and stuff like that. So if you if you happen to know the subject matter, you will know that um, on the road or on YouTube, <laughs> you will find either a car that's fully camouflaged, like it, it's really, really, really done, like proper, proper thick, thick camouflage. We can hardly tell what car is underneath it, or it's partial camouflage where it's just certain bits of the car that are that have got that camouflage, or it's no camouflage at all. And I'll be discussing the reasons behind all of this. Now, for the fully covered vehicles roaming about, this usually means that it's a brand new model that is about to be released. Like it's a brand new model that's about to come out, and so. Yeah, they need to cover as much of it as possible for that release. Or sometimes it's just a sim it's 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 just a test bed for other specific features of the car that we'll find later on in other models. So it could just be used as a as a mule, as other people like to say. It's a mule that will be used to test other components, whether it's like um, radar, radar cruise control or lane keep assist stuff like that which will be found in newer models to come that is why you would find that car um, camouflaged like completely camouflaged to that extent those are some of the reasons that i i found as to why a car would be fully camouflaged like that and so some manufacturers go the extra mile of, of actually adding foam um, to some elements as well so that when you look at it you really can't tell there was one um photographer who specializes in um, taking pictures of, of camouflaged cars who was saying that there was a manufacturer at one point uh porsche that was the company in question porsche did such a fantastic job in camouflaging its suv that when that photographer took the picture he thought it was a mercedes GLE when in fact it was a Porsche. That's how good the camouflage was. And so that's the idea of the camouflage in the first place. It's trying to divert people from actually guessing what car is underneath it. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a tricky game for, from what I've been reading. It is a tricky game of, it's, it's almost like a cat and mouse situation here where whether it's the car manufacturer or the press or competitors or whatever, they're just trying to one up each other in terms of trying to be as discreet as possible as always so yeah there's one way of doing that is completely covering it up so that you throw off as many people as possible then another type of camouflage is when camo is applied to just partial panels of of the car so it's either Either the face is the one that is uh, that has that camouflage, or it's the rear, or it's both. And so the reason why it is done is because it's 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 used to test special elements of the car, or special features, or specific features rather of the car of the car. It's usually a current model, a model that's already available out to the public. And so they maybe it's a facelift version of that car, and so they want to hide the face or they want to hide the booty, <laughs> so that they can test whatever it is they're testing, whether it's for styling or aerodynamics 
or real world scenario stuff they're just trying to test all that out before they actually release it and so it's either they're testing specific components of the car that's already out in in the market trying to improve on it or just a simple facelift version where they're just testing out specific new elements that they want to add on to the facelift model then we move on to the last one which is no camouflage at all <laughs> yeah this is a crazy one but it's true now these ones are obviously harder to spot because they've got no camo and the reason why they don't have camo is because the stuff they're trying to test is actually skin deep so it's stuff that you cannot see anyways and i'll be talking about one such car later on in the show that that was spotted this week as well with no camouflage but it was being tested it's it's, it's a prototype nonetheless and so the reason why uh, they do this is obviously because uh, whatever they, they're testing is skin deep like like an engine or transmission These are the stuff that is obviously hidden and so there's no point and usually um, It's 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 uh, usually um, developed for a car that's already out in the market or a performance variant of that car that's coming later on uh, in the year or years stuff like that so they just always 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 be doing that and so one other way you can tell since these cars don't have camouflage in 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 public the only way you can tell if it's a high performance version you can tell by the noises it's making the pops and bangs and the rolls of the engine however if it's just a normal <laughs> if it's just a normal mule or a normal car with with special bits underneath you can't really tell unless if it's a performance version you will find it at the Nürburgring. Now, the Nürburgring is a special track for those that don't know. It's also called the Green Hell because it's one of the most challenging uh, racetracks out there in the world. And it's quite long as well. And the reason why people like going there or the reason why car manufacturers like to go there is because the Nürburgring offers so many challenges to a car. And so that will help in development of the car because there's different also of different elements that test a lot of um, components of the car and so that's why a lot of manufacturers go there and if you really want to spot cars that are being tested which don't have camel you go to the Nürburgring because that's where you find a lot of cars without camel being tested around and the reason why, why people go to the green hell is because they also want to test uh, things like high speed they want to test the high speed um, stuff <laughs> They want to test the high-speed stuff. They also want to test uh, all sorts of different things. If it's the engine, they want to test it. Uh, they want, to, and they also set lap times as well. You know, a lot of manufacturers boast of, of uh, Nurburgring lap times, stuff like that. Etc. If you, if you follow a lot of auto journalists, they do mention the fact that oh, this was also developed at the Nurburgring and it set a lap record of such 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 a time. You know and yeah again it's also to do with bragging rights but if you're a, a photographer who specializes in, in this sort of stuff yeah, I, I i seem to notice that the Nürburgring is the best place to go you can just chill there and see which cars are being tested and it's so easy to test it's so easy to see the ones being tested because well, <laughs> i assume it just is it just is you can just tell and so for those cars that with which don't have camouflage you can already tell right off the bat that this uh, this this car has something in it 
and if you follow what the 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 the, the, the auto guys have to say you know the guys that represent the, the company what they have to say they obviously like to throw a lot of teasers and a lot of stuff here and there and if you follow that and if you follow their activities you are very much able to tell which car is being developed which car is a prototype and which car is the real deal and which car is coming soon and on that note I want to take us to the other part of this show where I was mentioning that I will be talking about some of the special cars that were spotted with camouflage this week meaning meaning that they are coming soon now the dates are a bit hazy for these ones but uh, people like to speculate and they have all sorts of different dates of their own but I'm not going to speculate because I'm not so sure for sure for sure for sure <laughs> but I'm just going to mention the some of the coolest ones I noticed on the net and which I'm quite eager to see when they are released to the public even though I, I'm not exactly the target marketer because <laughs> I like the fans but still the curiosity of it all is what drives me towards these cars in the first place so let's move on Number one on the list is the pre-released Audi RS3. Now, for those that don't know, um, Audi cars that have the S and RS badge means that they are the high-performance variants of the normal Audi A um, variants that you see around. So just keep that in mind. If you didn't know, now you know. And so this car was spotted at the Nürburgring which makes sense because when you see camouflage cars at the Nürburgring instinctively you know that these are high performance variants being tested for things like high speed like what I mentioned earlier as well as setting lap times as well as uh, testing other components of the car moving on number two on the list I saw on the internet <laughs> the BMW electric car now this one seems to resemble a 3 series uh but it was it was partially camouflaged and i'm not sure about the grill if it's coming with the four series grill i'm not gonna go down that rabbit at all <laughs> anyways um now people think that this is a 3 series uh um uh electric vehicle because just like every other car manufacturer out there, everyone is striving to, to create pretty much a range of electric vehicles because that's where the world is going. That's where everyone is going. EV is the new thing. And so every manufacturer is now scrambling to make sure that within each segment of its lineup, it has an EV to compete with Tesla and co to compete with other manufacturers in the game. And so how can you tell when an when a electric vehicle has got camouflage? well number one obviously the noise if if you watch if you watching the video or if you're in real life and you're close to it obviously there's no engine noise and if you're just seeing the pictures online obviously you can't really tell if it's an ev unless you look at the pictures from the booty <laughs> if you look at the pictures from the rear obviously the lack of tailpipes will instinctively let you know that this is obviously an EV because EVs obviously do not have tailpipes, uh, duh. And yeah, so I found that interesting. 
which also goes to show that EVs, well, they're taking over, man. <laughs> they're taking over. And how I feel about that, still a mixed bag, but I know I'll come around eventually. And also num number three on the list is an example of the hiding in plain sight thing I was talking about earlier on. And the car in question is the Land Rover Defender. Now, this car already uh, was unveiled last year, late last year, and already people are reviewing them online on youtube you can see plenty of uh, reviews and also dealerships in places like usa and europe already have them in stock however what they don't have is the v8 variant of that defender and so that is what people are looking for and that is what a lot of people are actually waiting for people like the other engines that this um defender comes in but people are still waiting for that v8 and so dealerships and normal people alike are actually waiting for that and this v8 defender was found where none other than the nurburgring <laughs> of course it was found at the nurburgring and so it being spotted there also adds fuel to the to the speculative zone of which some have actually actually confirmed that it is definitely the v8 that was being tested so like in the uh in the example i was talking about when the illustration i was talking about uh hiding in plain sight it didn't have camouflage because it doesn't need camouflage because what was being tested here was the engine and and maybe the transmission as well and how those two work together and so obviously it does not need camo right 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 <laughs> last on the list is the Mercedes EQS. Now this is the electric version or supposedly suppo supposedly supposed <laughs> it's supposed to look when it comes out it's supposed to look pretty much like the S-Class with obviously its distinctive features that uh, set it apart from the normal S-Class. Now obviously that means that it's going to be one luxurious sedan ev sedan emphasis on the ev and this was also tested with tesla so the teslas were being used as benchmarks for the development of eqs so the eqs is going to be one uh luxury uh sedan in its lineup it has already mercedes has already released uh, an eq model that is the eqc which is the suv uh, electric vehicle that was released uh, last year i want to say end of year last year roundabout and um yeah it's it's electric and like i said that's where we're moving and with this one it's pretty much an electric s-class now my question is with with the new s-class when you're inside it'll pretty much feel like you're in the electric version because s classes they are so luxurious like they put um they put this they put like double glazing on their glasses and they put a lot of detoning material sound detoning material in the cabin which means that when you're inside it's it's so quiet and so i think it even rivals the quietness of <laughs> of electric cars that's how quiet they are so yeah i'm quite excited about this eqs i want to see how mercedes will handle this one and judging from the camel that it had, it had quite a lot of camel, means that it's still a bit away from being released. But whenever it comes, I'm quite interested to see 
how it does and how it will slay the Teslas. Eh? <laughs> yeah, it will slay because Mercedes is my brand. Mercedes, I love that company. I love, 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 love. And on that note, guys, that is the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening. And speaking of love, I know you guys love Zika culture. And there's obviously more than one way of showing this love. Ne? One way of showing love for Zika culture is going to drivetribe.com and reading the articles that we post on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. You better go and you better go and check it out. You better go and check it out. We post every week and the stuff there is always, always, always interesting. The last article that I produced there was The Doors Go That Way. That was the name of the that was the title rather of the article where I was talking about different door mechanisms that are there, like the scissor doors of the Lamborghini, the butterfly doors of the McLarens the gowing doors of the SLS, the suicide doors of the Rolls Royce, ETC, ETC, ETC. Be sure to check that out. And another way of showing some love is going to our social media handles. We are there on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Go there, check out our content. And if you like it, please like it and share it. And if you haven't started following us, please follow us and encourage others to do as well because that goes a long way too. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and peace.